We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to Grinders Live here on Roto Grinders. I'm Stevie TPFL here to break down this nice little seven game baseball slate on DraftKings. Five game slate over there on FanDuel. I'm joined by my buddy, Keith Easter. Um, I probably said it wrong again, but um, I'm getting there. You guys know him as Eyes819. How's it going, my friend? Good, good. Got a fun little slate here. I think we got some good spots to attack, so excited to talk about it. Yeah, this is a this is a fun day for me to be on Grinders Live because I feel like on the morning grind today, I was talking about ownership a lot because I do think like this slate is going to be a little ownership driven for me. So I'm actually kind of glad that like I'm able to come back and uh, do the you know afternoon show and um, you know talk about the slate even more. So excited to break this one down. Um, you know, pumped to be working with you again and Hey, you'll be on the morning grind tomorrow too. So, um, get to work with you twice in the, you know, really short period here. Yep. We're going to go position by position for you guys today. Um, we'll answer questions at the end. We should have plenty of time, uh, to do that. Uh, I'm going to, you know, just kind of highlight some stuff as we're going in, um, lineup HQ as well, you know, give away some freebies. Um, so let's do all that. When we're looking at pitching today, I think, you know, there's obviously three guys at the top, Carlos Correa, Luis Castillo, and Tyler Chatwood. Um, Tell me what you're thinking about these guys at the top today. I really like all three of them. Um, You know, Carrasco probably jumps out as as the top play. It looks like he's going to be the chalk, uh, him and Castillo both. Um, I'm going to be all over Chatwood in tournaments. Uh, it's looking like he's coming in at about a fourth the ownership of Carrasco, third of Castillo. Uh, this is a guy that's completely changed his pitch mix from last year. Uh, he basically ditched what was a, a horrible four-seam fastball where he had no idea where it was going, and he's now deploying uh, a cutter that is looking really good, looking almost elite. Uh, his strikeout rate has improved. His his control has improved. Uh, I'm going to be all over Chatwood. Yeah, like I, I was noticing that when I was like doing my research earlier. Like I already like Chatwood a lot, um, but I noticed like he's even throwing his sinker more. So like I like pitchers that use sinkers because I always feel I don't know if it's just me, but I always feel like you know they could get out of like trouble innings a little bit easier. Like oh, this guy throws a sinker. All right, well, here's a double play because he's going to pitch the ground balls um, when he's not striking people out. So, um, and, and, like, people don't throw good cutters. Like, we're starting to see more and more people, like, add the cutter to their pitch um, repertoire. So, um, I'm with you on Chatwood. Uh, as far as Luis Castillo goes, he profiles amazing against this team. Cleveland Indians are super cold. Um, you know, this is a great spot for him. We're looking at, you know, pretty solid, you know, top end ownership on him today. Um, you know, almost 32%. So where what's interesting is Carrasco and, and Luis Castillo are not on the FanDuel main slate because they start with the seven o'clock games. So, you know, that's where I think like 
Chatwood will be a lot more higher owned over there um, compared to like on DraftKings where we see him at almost a third of the ownership. So, um, you know, and like the other good thing about like Chatwood that like you'll, you'll see is like projection models. Um, and I'm glad that um, Garrett Mendel Mendenhall um, actually said this in YouTube chat because projection models are not going to start accounting for two starts of a guy throwing a different pitch. So they, they are going to be, <coughs> excuse me, um, a little bit low um, on today's slate for Chatwood because they really haven't caught up to the new pitches that he's throwing. So um, it's a 60 game season. It's going to be a quick season. We're going to be dealing with small sample size all year. So I'm, I'm okay with like, all right, I, I've seen two starts. I see that he's going to use it a lot. Like, let's just roll it. Um, let's talk Carlos Correa because, you know, I talked about Luis Castillo. You talked about Chatwood. Let's, let's talk Carlos Correa here. Um, you know, going up against Cincinnati in Cleveland. What are your thoughts on Carrasco? Uh, yeah, I really like him. Uh, <laughs> I knew who you meant. Uh, this Cincinnati offense looks like it's going to be strong. Uh, they're kind of off to a bit of a slow start. Um, you know, I just I, I really like Carrasco's skill set. Uh, the K the K's are up. The the walks are are low. Uh, he's just a guy that that I've targeted a lot in the past, and I I, I really like what he has to offer. So I'm going to be on him today too. All right, now we're getting down um, from the top end options, you know, on DraftKings, you know, we're playing on two pitcher sites. Um, let's talk Zach Gollin, Yamamoto, Tuki Toussaint, um, Jordan Montgomery, any of these guys like standing out to you here um, after we get off the th- top three? This is a range I'm pretty much going to skip over. Um, I get, Gallon has a really tough matchup. Uh, Yamamoto, it's first start of the year. Uh, not thinking there's going to be a ton of leash there. Um, Toussaint hasn't put it together, was a nice prospect, but haven't really seen it from him. Uh, Montgomery, I don't mind taking a few stabs on, but that ballpark in Philly, um, I'm probably more on the bats there. Yeah, I think the Phillies are super interesting today. When I was like digging into like pitching, like pitch data and stuff like that, I like to look at that stuff when I'm like considering a pitcher. I like to go like fully into it. And like the Phillies profile really well against what Jordan Montgomery throws. So it's kind of changed my thought process on, on Jordan Montgomery. Um, I do worry about like the pitch count for Yamamoto. I think Zach Gollins a little bit interesting at, you know, around 10%. Um, but yeah, Tuki Toussaint, you never know what you're going to get out of him, but I'm super hot on the Braves today. Um, so I could see like ending up with a couple teams with Tuki Toussaint. Um, I really haven't settled on like any type of build today, which is really weird for me before a show. I usually have most of my teams done but earlier start and um i just i'm still like struggling i do think like we're gonna see really big ownership on like josh Limblum and nate pearson um in this like you know range going down yeah um you mentioned being on atlanta uh, pearson is one of the best pitching prospects in baseball a uh, guy can hit a hundred miles an hour has a nasty wipeout slider. Um, so that that's a tough matchup. I'll probably roll a little Pearson out today. Yeah. Like I, I completely understand it. Um, I, I just, I'm, I'm a sucker for Atlanta against pretty much anyone. Uh, the weather is nice in Atlanta too. It's just, especially like when I was, I was on them a little bit last night when we were recording the podcast and then like, I was looking at projected ownership about an hour ago or so. And I was like, man, if he's really going to be like the chalky SP two type of pitcher, like I'm definitely going to have um, a brave stack out there today. So um, I think I'm with you when you're looking at like just overall, you know, prospect talent, like he's definitely in play. Josh Limblum, the guy that, you know, pitched really well in the KBO the last two years. He's so cheap. He wasn't supposed to pitch today, and I think that's why his price is so far down. Uh, I think he'll be really popular. Um, we we also had a question from Luke um, in YouTube chat. Do you like Chatwood for FanDuel Cash while we're talking about pitchers here? 
I do. Um, I might play him in DK cash. Um, but yeah, on FanDuel, like you mentioned, without Castillo and Carrasco, um, yeah, I, I think Chatwood is the top option. Yeah, because like there's so many cheap bats on FanDuel. It's really easy to make it work um, with Chatwood. I don't think you have to go down to like a Limblum on FanDuel. I think it's really easy to make it work with Chatwood. So um, personally, I'm with Chatwood as well. Is there any of these other pitchers that you wanted to talk about? Um, you know, I think Gio Gonzalez is worth mentioning. Um, the Brewers lineup is like when we pull up like plate IQ and we look at like this Brewers lineup, um, like it, it, there's nothing like it, there's just nothing that scares you when you're looking at like plate IQ with these guys. Yeah. Uh, no brawn. He's on, he's on the injured list. Uh, Kane opted out of the season. So yeah, the, the, the lineup is really watered down on top of that. Yelich has just been off to a horrid start this season. Uh, he's going to hit eventually, but not sure it's going to be tonight. Uh, so Where's yeah, his protection, I, I don't though? Like, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like this lineup, like, you know, obviously Hera has shown, you know, glimpses of being a really solid hitter. Garcia has, you know, been good in the past years, but like, where is Yelich's protection in this lineup? Like, I don't have to pitch to Yelich. Like, I'm going to throw him everything down and away. And if I walk him, I walk him because I'm not afraid to face Garcia. Um, So I'll, I'll have some exposure to Gio Gonzalez today. It's never fun playing Gio Gonzalez. Um, you never want to play Gio Gonzalez, but in this matchup, I, I think you have to look at him because honestly, this, this lineup is is kind of trash. I agree. I'll have some as well. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Is there any other pitcher? Uh, you mentioned Lindblom just because of the price and to fit in some some high price stacks. I'll I'll have a little bit probably be under the field on him. If you want to take a stab on LeBlanc, um, Miami doesn't have a great offense either. I don't hate that. Uh, he's cheap too. He stinks though. He's so he bad. Does. Like I would play Zach Eflin at five percent instead of playing Wade LeBlanc at fifteen percent because at least like Zach Eflin is decent against right-handed bats, but, like, Wade LeBlanc stinks. I'll take the double-A Marlins against Wade LeBlanc. Um, <laughs> you, Keith, you go hit against him. Like, I'll put you in the box against Wade LeBlanc, and you can hit against him. Like, the dude is the dude is the definition of a soft toss and lefty. I don't think he tops, like, 87 most of the time. Like, nope. he is a guy you can you can really hit. So... No, I, I can't do Wade the bump. Like, I was, I was like, all right, I'm glad he has some ownership because, yeah, he stinks. Um, catcher position, um, get me kicked off here. What are we looking at catcher? Uh, I think Real Muto is the top option uh, in the high range. I really like Grandal as well. Um, if you're looking for something a little bit cheaper, uh, I'm looking at Caratini on the Cubs. Yeah, I think Yasmani, um, you know, we're we're looking at a a, a pitcher that could potentially be popular um in Josh Lindblom and Yasmani Grandal is just a guy that can crush anything. Um I'm a, I'm a fan of Yasmani Grandal against the guys that typically throw a little harder. Like this guy doesn't throw as hard. Um he's more of a control. He's not going to go over there and out outpower you. He uses his slider curveball or slider changeup combo. Um, most of the time, but I think Yasmani is definitely in play um, at the top. I will I agree with you on JT Romuto. I do think like the Phillies profile really got really well against Montgomery. My only issue playing the Phillies, if this game stays remotely close through like five or six, the Yankees bullpen is just so tough on righties and lefties. They, they can just, they can eat you alive. So I don't know if I'll have a ton of JT Romuto paying, so much for him. Um, Navarez at 5.1K, he's going to be really unpopular. Um, but yeah, Victor for the Chicago Cubs, he's going to be he's going to be the chalky cheap option, 3200 against Keller. Um, you know, we have I think we have all the lineups out now, um, so like we can kind of look at everyone. The only real cheap cheap guys are Taylor and Barnhart. And they're both in that Cincinnati-Cleveland game. And we don't really want batters there. 
The only guy that like I wanted to mention in like the mid tier, and I'll let you give me your thoughts on him, is Saravelli. I just got done saying like how much I think LeBlanc is hittable. Francisco Saravelli, if you look into his stats, he's been terrible against lefties for the last few years. Um, but he's thirty six hundred and he's batting third. Like he's the highest hitting position catcher outside of Salvador Perez on this slate. Um, and he's 3,600, the fourth cheapest catcher that's available on the slate. Yeah, he sucks, though. <laughs> he's, he's bad. Uh, yeah, I'm I mean, not – listen, been... but, you know, it, it's baseball. Anything can happen with three, four bats. Yeah, and, and it's it's LeBlanc, like you mentioned. He's terrible. The Baltimore bullpen is equally as terrible. So, yeah, I, I definitely don't mind that. Yeah, but – okay, so – I'm guessing my boy Devin is hooking you guys up right now with a screen share of plate IQ. Um, and you could talk about this really quick, but like, look at Saravelli 38 plate appearances since the start of last year against lefties, 200 ISO 34% K rate, massive fly ball rate in Baltimore. That's fine for me. Like you got to remember this game's being played in Baltimore. It's not be playing them played in Miami. And then we like go down and like LeBlanc has a 15% K rate. So like, we're offsetting some of Cerevelli's K rate here with LeBlanc's low strikeout rate. We're getting fly balls slash like power. And if we scroll over a little bit, we can kind of see this might make me look bad, but no, like a 54.5% hard hit rate, only a 4% soft contact rate in 28 plate appearances or 38 plate appearances. So he's going to hit the ball hard against LeBlanc it just really depends on what happens so like this is stuff that I like to look at you know when I'm breaking down a catcher here any hitter whatever we're looking at but yeah um is there any other catchers that you want to look or talk about here no nothing else really jumping out at me all right first base the power position what's standing out to you here at first base uh Reese Hoskins is too cheap I think he's your cash game option for sure uh, don't mind Freeman at all against Pearson. Uh, Freddie is one of the best fastball hitters in baseball, so it, it doesn't matter how, how hot it's coming in. He can turn it around. Uh, Vlad Guerrero I'm interested in tonight. Um, love Rizzo in that Cubs game. Uh, going down something cheaper, uh, you could take a, a stab at Travis Shaw. Toussaint has been absolutely brutal against lefties in his career so far. Um those are those are the main ones I'm looking at. Uh, had someone in the chat, um, Shawnee Mack. He's talking. He was asking about the Miami game really quick. Like that game, Miami is the home team. That game is being played in Baltimore uh, because of everything that was happening with COVID with the Miami Marlins. Um, they're the home team, but they weren't going to travel to Miami for one game. And they're like, I think they're back in New York tomorrow or something like that, um, somewhere like north again. So. They just took the home side for this game, um, but the game's actually being played in Baltimore. Um, I love Anthony Rizzo today. I think this is a great spot for him against Keller. I like Freddie Freeman a lot. Uh, Freddie Freeman profiles really well against guys that throw the ball really hard. Um, so Pearson is a really good prospect. Um, like He sits at 96 most of the time. Freddie Freeman, um, you know, 269 ISO, 53% hard hit rate. Um, really good numbers against like high throwing hard righties. So I, that's like, again, like I, I like the Braves. I'm on the Braves. It's no secrets um, that I'm on the Braves. You know, Vlad, he's starting to look better at the plate um, after like a shaky start. You know, he's a guy like you can see that he's been hitting the ball a little bit better here recently. Um, the cheap guy, the two cheap guys that kind of stand out to me, and I say cheap, they're under 4K. Um, Luke Voigt against Eflin, he profiles well against him. And then Hoskins against Montgomery, both in that New York Philly game. Hoskins is a guy that can hit three home runs in a day, and he's 3,700. Um, I know it's been a rough start to the season for Reese, but the upside, the ceiling is just so good that we have to consider him here at 3,700. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you mentioned Travis Shaw. Travis Shaw, cheap. Going up against Tuki Toussaint. Um, ownership wise, nothing really like popping off the charts. It looks like first base is not a position you're really going to have to worry about ownership too much. Um, you know, and we're going to see that in a lot of positions today. You know, you could, 
you're going to see some guys really low owned. I think Rowdy Tellis, um, if you want to go like super low owns, like he's somewhat interesting batting fourth against Toussaint, but we're going to see pretty low and mixed up ownership at positions today. Uh, second base, uh, what's standing out to you here at second base? Uh, I really like Biggio as another lefty against Toussaint. Um, don't mind a tournament stab on Hira. Uh, he hasn't hit lefties great in his career so far, but uh, I think the talent is there. He can definitely get get Gio. Um, Kettle Marte, I don't mind uh, moving down the board a little bit. You can go all the way to the bottom for Mendick uh, at 2.2K. You don't need a lot out of him. Um, and I don't mind Scott Kingery at 3.2. Sorry, second base is a position that is kind of ugly uh, today when you're looking at it up and down. Um, you know, I, I think, like, the more I think about second base, the more John Birdie is actually in play. Like, I don't want to pay 4-6 for John Birdie. Um, it's it's ugly. I'd rather play like Kettle Marte. I think Kettle Marte is the best second base option today. Um, I think it's a great spot for him. I think a lot of people are going to be on Vigio today. And, like, I get it. I, I think, like, that Toronto-Atlanta game I think is going to see – we're going to see a lot of runs in that game. Um, so, you know – I could definitely understand that. Um, I was a little, I was a little disappointed um, that Kipnis wasn't in the lineup for the Cubs. Uh, he was kind of the second baseman I had been eyeing all day, um, you know, in my like optimal build. So, yep. you know, rethinking the process for the Chicago Cubs like they do every day. Yeah, I I don't hate Horner either. Um, like he's in for Kipnis, but yeah, I, I would have preferred the the lefty there. Um, and Kipnis is off to a great start too. So that, I, I was on that as well. Um, don't mind a pivot to Horner. Yeah, the good thing about Horner is like, you know, he's probably not going to get pinch hit for here. They would have started with Kipnis if they were going to, you know, play the play the matchups here. So he should get, you know, all nine innings here. And like, if you're on the Cubs, you don't really expect Keller to go deep anyway. So like, you know, he could easily get a lefty out of the bullpen in a couple at bats. So um I definitely think at two point eight K second base and shortstop eligible, he's definitely in play here. So um I'm gonna have a Cubs stack or two. So like, you know, let that be known. Um that I do like the Cubs today. So uh anything else at second base that we should mention? Um Jose Altuve, I guess if you're like stacking Houston, he's in play. He's just so expensive. Um and Gallon's yeah. actually been decent against righties. We've got Altuve at twenty percent owned for against Gallon. No, thank you on that. Yeah, I think Astros are going to be a popular stack um, today. Like, just because we like we we don't have cores, we don't have the Dodgers. Um, you know, we don't have the Red Sox. The teams that people like to stack. You know, the Yankees are on the slate. They'll be a team that people are really high on. So, and like no DJ LeMahieu. So like. You know, when you're when you're building Yankee stacks, you gotta you gotta have a second baseman. So, uh, moving on, third base. Um, give me your third base outlook here. I think Chris Bryant's the top overall play on the slate. Um, I mentioned Vlad at first. Don't mind. You can use him at third as well. Uh, really like Mancata today against Lindblom. Uh, you mentioned we we don't know what Lindblom can do. I'm I'm perfectly happy to attack him today. Uh, Shaw is showing up again at third. Uh, those are the ones I'm on. Yeah, love um, love Chris Bryant. I uh, think that obviously it's a great spot for him. I think he's going to be really popular. Um, I think Moncada is super interesting here, you know, especially on teams that you're not playing Lundblom. Um, I think Lundblom is going to be really popular. Vlad obviously has upside here. Um, you know, we talked about him at first base. Uh, Bregman will be kind of popular, like in that Houston stack. There's cheap pitchers to play those stacks. So I see those guys being a little popular. Um, yeah, like even like going down, um, Escobar. Um, I, I talked about this yesterday on the morning grind. So Wednesday's podcast um, about Escobar and Cole Calhoun. 
And some of these other Arizona bats, like their bat-ups were like super low and they were going to turn it around. They scored a ton of runs yesterday and it didn't shock me at all. Um, I think they're in another good spot here as far as Arizona. So um, I, I do think that, you know, he's in play. Um, you know, I think Arizona's in play the more and more I think about it today. Just kind of hoping you're on the right side of um, Babbitt with them and, you know, you could stack them up and they're not going to be super chalky here, um, even though they scored a bunch of runs yesterday. Do you have any interest in, like, Brian Anderson to be different off of Moncada and, like, Chris Bryant just, you know, with these guys being so popular? Yeah, I don't mind it in tournament at all. Um, I think he had a home run yesterday. Uh, just love the matchup, love the ballpark he's in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like – this is like the fourth or fifth person in chat and like um, on Twitter that have talked about this game being in Miami. And like, if people are really on that mindset, like I might throw a stinky Marlin stack out there. Um, I like it. Just because like this game is so different being in Baltimore instead of Miami. Yep. Um, Cardi does owe Grant some shots for the McCullers deal yesterday for sure. What is it? Eight yes. shots or something like that? It was a minus eight. Yeah. Um, Ouch. Cardi is going to be hurting on the next show. So um, oh. I'm not, not – no shot bets with me, buddy. Um, I'm old <laughs> and I'm a family man now. No more shots for me. Uh, let's move on to shortstop. I think shortstop is going to be really spread out. Um, like as far as ownership goes, um, is there anybody that's like I have to have, or is it just going to be kind of a few guys that you'll be mixing and matching? Uh, definitely. Like you said, it's a few guys, uh, that, that you can mix and match. Um, Bichette at the top, I think, um, Baez is a great play as well. Um, Torres is going to be owned. Um, I think I prefer Bichette or Baez to Torres. Um, don't mind taking a stab at Correa, but I'm not on the Astros really today against Gollin. Uh, we saw Gollin uh, hold down the Dodgers in his last start, so I'm kind of staying away from Astros today. Um, we mentioned Horner at second. He's he's really cheap. I like him at short as well. Uh, and then Mendix way down there at the bottom as well. The one guy that uh... – like, I love Javi Baez. Um, again, I like the Cubs a lot. The one guy that, like, kind of stands out to me when I was looking at ownership is Didi. Um, he's going to be really low on here, coming in at 3% projected ownership right now. Uh, Didi hits lefties really well. And Joy Montgomery is good against lefties for what it's worth. Like, I know the matchup is tough for Didi. But I don't expect, like, Montgomery to go deep because of pitch count. The Phillies profile really well against him, and Didi's going to be so unchalky here under 4K. So, like, he's another guy that was kind of standing out to me. Jonathan VR, again, like, I, I hate it because they're so expensive, but, like, I'm going to have a Marlin stack today. Like, I hate it because I don't want to. They're not going to beat people with home runs. It's just, like, the Marlins are 5-1 and one with this double-A team um, up there, and, you know, we know Jonathan VR can hit lefties, so – I think he's definitely in play, but I, I think Javi Baez is by far the top shortstop play today. Um, it's not really that close for me. And I love the fact that like Torres and Bichette and some of these other guys are getting a little bit more ownership, um, you know, than Javi Baez today. So uh, is there anybody else at shortstop that you want to mention here? Nope. That's it for me. Yeah. I was just looking down towards the bottom and it's, it's ugly. I think Jose Iglesias is a little interesting against Yamamoto. Like, if you don't like Yamamoto and you're looking at, you know, Baltimore. Uh, outfield. Outfield always has a ton of options. Um, you know, what are we looking at here as far as, like, top overall outfielders? Uh, mentioned Bryant at third and uh, how high I am on him today. Uh, Loving McCutcheon against Montgomery. He uh, hit has always hit lefties really well in his career um, off to a slow start this year, but I think this is a spot he can turn it around. Um, I like Schwarber as well in the Cubs game. Uh, I'm liking Blue Jays as well. Uh, Guriel is a guy that's, that's standing out a little bit. Uh, Biggio, I mentioned at second. I like him in the outfield as well. Um, and then I think Talkman is, is the top point per dollar play on the slate leading off for the Yankees. And Aaron Hicks as well, I like. 
Yeah, Tashman um, batting leadoff 2,600 against Eflin. I think he's going to be really popular on the slate. So we have him around 19%. I don't know if we have done like the like full-on afternoon update yet as far as projected ownership, but he's going to be really popular. I think Jason Hayward's going to be really popular too, batting six against Keller. Um, you know, both of those guys should carry a lot of ownership down here towards the bottom. Um but, yeah, just kind of looking overall here, I think – I said this on the morning grind. I think Ian Happ is super interesting on this slate. You know, doing the wraparound Cubs stack um, is something that I'm definitely going to be looking at today. Um, now that Kip this is out, I like, like, 9, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 more. 9, 1, 2, 3, 4. Um, I like, like, the Kipness Hap going 1, 2, 3 after that. So, no Kipness. I got to switch up my, my thought process here. Um Luis Roberts uh, for the Chicago White Sox. This dude has been stealing bases at a very high rate. Um, so, like, he's definitely in play here against Chalky Lindblom. Um, I, I like the White Sox side of this game. I, I think, like, Gio could pitch well, and, like, they could get just enough against Lindblom here. Um, Hicks, Bryant, Schwarber, all these guys towards the top are in play. Uh, I think Bryce Harper would be super low-owned against the lefty-lefty matchup. And Bryce had a home run yesterday. He's a streaky hitter. Um, so, um, yeah, I think, you know, that's definitely an interesting spot. Um, Love that for tournaments, yeah. Any of these low-owned outfielders that, like, are standing out to you, anybody's, like, ownership, like, you're like, oh, I wish I, – I was thinking he's going to be a lot more. Um. I would, the White Sox look lower on than I than I kind of expected them to be, it's especially Robert and uh, Eloy Jimenez. Um, what we got Robert up at fifteen percent, Eloy down at ten. Um, he's got a ton of power. I, I like that today. Yeah, the guys that were like the guys I was thinking of were David Peralta and Cole Calhoun. Like we're seeing a common trend here. Like Arizona is just not going to be popular today, so. Like it's really like putting me more on to an Arizona stack than I originally had wanted. Um, and I'm someone that plays like three teams on, on each site. So like, I think I'm going to actually have like a Marlins Arizona stack um, on some of those teams. So it's interesting. It's one of those slates where like, I, I really didn't expect to be on the Marlins, but like, I just don't see a lot of people being on the Marlins in Baltimore uh, against a soft toss and lefty. So uh, before we get into our stacks that we like today, um, I do want to mention SharpSide. If you guys haven't checked out SharpSide, um, it's an awesome app. We're trying to make you guys some money over there on FanDuel with the street contest on SharpSide. If you guys can guess my SharpSide lock today, I'm going to give out a Roto-Grinders t-shirt for the first, first person in the YouTube chat that guesses my lock of the day. We're going to talk about your lock, Keith. Um, I like this one. You took the Chicago White Sox minus 117 against Milwaukee. Um, you know, Talk a little bit about that one. So I'm not a huge Gio Gonzalez fan, um, but we talked about it already. This lineup is terrible that the Brewers are rolling out there. Uh, no Kane, no Braun. Uh, Yelich is off to a really slow start, and there's nobody else around him. I mean – like you said, pitch around Yelich. Maybe you fear Garcia a little bit, but I, I just don't see how the Brewers uh, get it done. On the other side, we talked about Lindblom coming over from Korea, coming back from Korea. We don't know what he's going to do. Um, he, he didn't look great in his first start. He struggled with command a little bit. Um, guys like um, Dan Straley and Odrizmer Despagne are having success over in Korea. So I, I think Lindblom's got talent, but I don't think he's he's some ace. So I, I think the White Sox can put up plenty of runs. Um, I like the White Sox money line a lot. All right. We're going to talk about our stacks, and then we'll let chat kind of catch up, and um, we'll see who can get my lock bet right. Um, uh, let's talk stacks. Uh, what's standing out to you today as far as, like, overall game stacks? I believe the the Cubs are the top stack of the day. Uh, they're coming in a little less owned than I thought they would be. Uh, I thought they would they would be chalk. It looks like Houston's picking up some ownership. Uh, the White Sox got some ownership. Toronto's got a little ownership, but uh, really love the Cubs. Keller's in in his first start of the year. Uh, I believe he's back from COVID. Uh, 
this Cubs lineup has a ton of power, a ton of ton of patience. Uh, they're going to work the count, take pitches. Once they get Keller out of there, the Royals bullpen has been, I believe, the worst in the league this year. So I, I'm all over the Cubs today. I'm with you on the Cubs. Uh, I think they're definitely the lock today. Um, like they're my favorite stack on the slate. I have a lot of Cubs in cash. Um, I just I love the Chicago Cubs today. I think it's really easy to build, you know, Cubs lineups. Um, so love the Chicago Cubs today. Do not forget Ian Happ. If you're stacking the Chicago Cubs, do not forget Ian Happ. Um, but outside of like the Cubs, like again, like I like the Marlins and the Diamondbacks. It's weird stacks, but it's seven game slate on Fanduel. It's a five game slate. Both those teams um, in play over there without the Yankees. So. You know, I think the Yankees are going to be your, your pretty chalky stack outside of the Cubs. Um, I like the Yankees. I probably won't stack them today. Um, just kind of like looking, um, you know, I'm going to pull up plate IQ really quick here um, and look at the Yankees against Eflin. We know like Zach Eflin is a guy that – look at his numbers. Um, very, very legit against righties. Um, you know, does a good job of getting ground balls. Doesn't give up a lot of fly balls. Like average hit distance of 151, average exit velocity 85. We start digging into why. Um, he uses a sinker slider combo a lot against righties. He doesn't throw his sinker a lot against lefties. He throws his fastball a lot against lefties. And, you know, obviously we see a lot more power to the lefties because for some reason guys are afraid to throw sinkers against lefties. But his sinker is very efficient. It's a very good pitch. Um, he does he does a lot of ground like sixty percent ground balls on a sinker since the start of last season. We dig into like the Yankees against sinkers, and they have decent numbers against sinkers. Like Luke Voigt, that was one of the reasons that I liked him. But he has like a sixty one percent ground ball rate against sinkers. So like, do I like the Yankees today? Yes. Do I like the Yankees at their ownership? No. Um, I think like Zach Eflin can have a good enough game that, um, you know, you don't see them crush him enough to be like the, you know, optimal stack on the slate. Yep. I'm with you there. I'm actually on the other side of this game. I I love the Philly stack today. You mentioned how they profile. Uh, They've absolutely crushed lefties. 221 ISO uh, last year against them. Uh, 368 Woba. Uh, I like Jordan Montgomery as a pitcher. I think he's got talent, uh, but this this uh, ballpark is conducive to home runs, and the the Phillies have a ton of power. Um. All right, let's get into some home runs. Before we do that, it is the Braves money line. Um. So Luke, is it Heptis? Heptis, reach out to me on um, Twitter. Um. Over there at CBTPFL on Twitter, and uh, send me a DM, and we'll get you set up with a Ritter Grinders T-shirt. It is the Braves money line for my streak uh, lock bet. I'm at one. I totally played the Milwaukee line yesterday. I talked about on the podcast and forgot to hit the lock button and uh, missed out on that. So I would be at two, but Hey, it happens. And uh, we move on to today. Uh, Give me an expensive home run. Give me a mid range home run and give me a cheapy home run today. Um, Expensive. Let's go. Yes. Money Grandal. Uh, Cheap one. What's that under 4k? Nah, cheap one under 4K, mid-range in that four to four or five. Cheap is definitely going to be Reese Hoskins. And in the mid-range, give me Mankata. All right. I'm going to go Rizzo for an expensive home run. Um, Talked about him on the podcast as my expensive home run already. I'm not going to change my mind on that. Really like him. My mid-range home run um, was taken. I was going to say Moncada too, but give me Cole Calhoun to hit the mid-range home run. And my cheapy home run today is Ian Happ. Um, multiple Cubs home runs. Again, love the Cubs today. Um, you know, I definitely would have taken the Cubs here today. Um, if you guys have any questions, throw them in chat. We got about 10 minutes before we got to get out of here and make way for crunch time uh, where Kevin Roth will update on weather. Let's go kind of look over there really quick and see if there's any update. Uh, looks like the weather is definitely getting better in Philly. The The weather is not getting better in Baltimore, which kind of stinks. Um, you know, so hoping that um, we maybe get some updates on crunch time about Baltimore at Miami. Um, so if you guys have any questions, throw them in chat. We had a question um, 
you know, is there no, is there a reason not to go back to Arizona today? Um, I've talked about it many times. I think Arizona is very much in play here. Yep. I like it. I, really low ownership. Uh, they, they crushed yesterday. They, they can do it again for sure. Uh, Chatwood, the best pitcher. Um, we're both on chat when our Chatwood. Um, would you consider him the best pitcher today? I know you liked him a lot. I'm going to say he's the top scoring pitcher on the slate. Yep. Yeah, I like um, I like Chapman a lot or Chatwood a lot. Uh, I think this is a great spot um, for Chatwood. Uh, definitely playing Chatwood on Fanduel, on DraftKings. Um, I'll have a good mix of Chatwood and Castillo. I, those are the top two guys for me over there, and I I might even have like a team with both of them. I think you can do both of them with maybe like Arizona or something um, because it is kind of cheaper. So definitely like Chatwood. I'm I'm with you on Chatwood. Um, so. Yeah. Um, man, we're not getting a lot of questions today. Like I, I like I like days that we don't get a lot of questions. It means we covered everything so well that there's no questions. Um so we'll have to definitely pay attention to this Baltimore weather. Um, you know, because I hate seeing orange anywhere in, in the um, you know, weather report. Um let's get let's let's talk weather edge. Um, you know, over there. With Kevin Roth, Weather Edge is always awesome to look at. Uh, we see the Phillies-Yankees game kind of suppresses home runs a little bit with that weather. Um, uh, Indians and Reds, home runs are up a little bit. ERA is up a little bit. Nothing like crazy, um, you know, standing out here. So, like, it's not a day that, like, I'm going to put too much um, – put too much, like, thought into weather um, outside of, like, just making sure all the games are okay. Yeah, it, it, like you mentioned, it's a great tool. It's a tool I use. I look at every day. Um, those Wrigley win games, especially to see some of those numbers jump off the page when when the wind's blowing out at Wrigley, uh, and conversely when when it's blowing in at, at Wrigley. Uh, so if if there's a Wrigley game on the slate, I definitely look at that. And then uh, warm weather games too. Um, you can definitely see the change in home runs and, and total runs scored in the game. It, it's an awesome. All right, we had a couple of questions come in here, which is awesome. Um, what do you think of Castillo and LeBlanc? <laughs> LeBlanc, uh, SP1 and SP2 on DK single entry. Um, I'll let you take that question. Um, I, I can't do LeBlanc, I don't think. Um, I, I like Castillo today. Um, I, I can't get on board Eflin either, so I, I would probably go down to Lindblom if you're trying to get a, an expensive stack in there. Um, yeah, LeBlanc doesn't strike anybody out. Uh, we talked about the Marlins liking them a little bit. So, Listen, not only now do we have some weather concerns there, like I like – I'm on the Marlins. I, I can't like LeBlanc. Like uh, I've talked so much crap about Wade LeBlanc on this show. Like I can't say, oh, play Wade LeBlanc. Uh, don't do that. Uh, I'm not <laughs> doing that. You could do it. Um, I'm not playing Wade LeBlanc at 15% ownership. Um, I don't care if he's facing the double-A Marlins. Um, do you have any interest in the White Sox stack? I know we, we kind of talked about, like, you liking the White Sox. Do you like the stack today? I do like the stack, yeah. Um, especially um, Mankata and Grandal are standing out as lefties against Lindblom. Uh, uh, Robert and Jimenez both have uh, have been hitting the ball really well. I, I like this White Sox offense. I'm on it, you know. Yeah, like I'm probably not going to get there on it. And like I, if I use it, it'd be like a secondary stack. Um, like I said, I haven't really built my three tournament teams yet. Um, but I know I'm going to stack the Cubs. Um, so like maybe it, maybe as a secondary stack, I do think they'll be kind of lower owned. Um, any interest – like is there any like double dong calls that you have today? Is there anybody like, oh, I think this guy can hit two home runs. I know there's a bunch of guys on this slate that can do it. Is there anybody that you're like, all right, I feel super confident this guy hitting like two home runs today? Uh, so I did the expert survey today, and my hot take of the day was Ian Happ, two home runs. So, Boom! Um, I, looking, I like I it. Look, <laughs> I was looking at his numbers today. Let me pull that up real quick. Uh his numbers against righties have just been insane. Uh, they sent him down to start 2019 uh, to AAA to work on his contact skills, his strikeouts, and he cut his strikeout rate from 35% in 2018 uh, down to 22% in, in 19 and 20. 
this is a guy that that has completely revamped his swing, and I, I just I love what he's doing. I I don't think he's going to be hitting ninth for much longer. He's going to be moving up in this order. Yeah, but I think I, I kind of think they like him hitting ninth for what it's worth. So to roll um, it back I, over to the top, and and I think that's yeah. the only reason that he hasn't hasn't moved up yet. But we'll see. Um, give me Rizzo to hit two home runs today. Double dong Rizzo. Um, those are the funnest days anyway. So give me double dong Rizzo today. Um, who do you like for your SP two and DK GPPs? Um, I know we kind of went over it. Um, some people with the earlier start time missing some pitcher talk here. Uh, so I like paying paying up at pitcher twice. Uh, the top three I think are all great options: Carrasco, Castillo, Chatwood. Um, if you need somebody cheaper. Um, I don't mind taking a stab on Pearson. He's going to have a ton of strikeouts. Um, if he can get through the left-handed power of the Braves, I, I, I like Pearson to succeed today. Um, yeah, like I like Gio Gonzalez um, way more than I probably should um, in this spot. I, I really just don't like the Brewers lineup. I think the lineup is really ugly. I would pick on the Brewers before I'd pick at the pick on the Marlins at this point. So like that's I feel like that says a lot. Um, but yeah, I like the idea of paying up. I, th- I think Zach Gollin uh, at ten percent ownership is interesting as an SP two as well uh, because he is a guy that has big upside. It's just it's such a tough matchup against Houston. Um, and if I weather, like that call, yeah. yeah, if weather knocks out Yamamoto, like we got to kind of, you know, reconsider what we want to do here. So we're definitely going to be paying attention to crunch time and what Roth has to say um, as far as the weather goes in that game. Um, I, go ahead. Uh, I'm just, I was just mentioning Gollins uh, start against the Dodgers. Uh, I mean, he's, he's coming off one of the toughest matchups that there is in baseball and he looked phenomenal against the Dodgers. Uh he struck out nine over six innings and only walked one. So if he can shut down the Dodgers, I don't see any reason he can't go out there and, and shut down the Astros. Um, let's see. Milwaukee, Chicago White Sauce has four eligible starters at second base on FanDuel. Which one is the best one? Uh, let's see. I'd say Hera is probably the best one. <laughs> like, you know, upside-wise, um, Honestly, I'm not really on any of those guys. I think, like, if you want to punt with um, Mendick, I don't think that's a bad option. Any of those guys that you like here? Sorry, what was that? The White Sox um, Brewers have four eligible second basemen. Is there any of these guys that you like on FanDuel? It's Hera, Garcia, Mendick, and uh, Mathis. Yeah, I, I agree. Mendick would be the pick there. Uh, let's see. We're almost out of here. Philly and Arizona stack with Chatwin Castillo. Like, I don't hate that. Um, I, I think I don't Philly, hate that at all. Philly, Philly profiles really well. Um, whether it pays off or not, we'll see. But they profile really well. Um, and then I'm I'm on Arizona. Like, I, I think Arizona's super interesting today. Um, do you like the over? I think it's at nine and a half in the Braves Blue Jays game. I do like the over. It's it's more the Toronto side for me. Um, I think Tucson can can really give give it up. So he, he looks great at times, but other times he he's very very hittable. So um, yeah, I do like the over in that game. I like the over too. I liked it more at nine um, where it was at like last night, but um, I do like the over. Would you play Rizzo and Freeman together on Fanduel? I don't have an issue with that. Um, are the Diamondbacks more of a one off or a stack today? I like the stack. For Arizona, um, you know, you're shaking your head. You're with me. Does an extreme hitter ump in the Cubs game worry you at all with Chatwood? Um, Listen, we don't have any, like, extreme pitchers umpires today. Um, It's kind of all like a level playing field from what I was looking at earlier today. Um, We don't know who the umpire is in the Miami uh, Marlins-Baltimore game. Uh, It's a standalone game. So, you know, it would be interesting to see who the umpire is in that game. But right now we don't have, like, a extreme pitchers ump. And with the Chatwood pitch differences, um, I'm really not going to worry too much about the extreme hitters umpire. I was going to say the same thing. You just nailed it. Uh, it's all about swinging strikes with Chatwood. That cutter is just eating people up. And uh, then he's playing the change up off of it. The command is night and day from 
2018 and 2019. As a, as a Cubs fan, there was nothing more tilting on this planet than watching Chatwood take the mound and and walk six guys in a start. But uh, what we saw at the end of last year uh, out of the bullpen and even in a couple spot starts, once he started deploying that cutter, his command has completely changed. Uh, he had no command of the four seam. It, it's looking like he has elite command of the cutter. So. All right, I'm going to do my best um, impression of Dean. Give me a hot take, something that just is going to jump off, something that's going to win someone to slate today. Mention the hap call already. Let's see. I know. You already I mean, called a double-dong hap. Like. Yeah, Tyler Chatwood, top pitching, top scoring pitcher. It looks like ownership. Oh, no, I'm looking at Fandle. Uh, I mean, Chatwood at the top scoring pitcher on the slate. At what do we have him on DK? Twelve percent. Twelve percent. That's I'm I'm gonna be at least double the field, probably triple the field on that. All right. Well, he is Keith. I'm Stevie. Um Eyes 819 will be on the morning grind tomorrow as well. Make sure you're checking out Crunch Time right behind us here for the weather update. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Make sure you like over there on YouTube and subscribe. That way you can get these shows and videos as soon as they come out. A lot of content right now. Devin's working his butt off. Um, Give him him some love over there with the like and subscribe button. That's going to wrap it up here for the show. We'll see you guys next time.